This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So this week, I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by ex-Pooley and fans' favourite at the time, Scott Fenwick. Thanks for coming on, mate. Um, you featured in 49 games for Pools, scoring 12 goals and grabbing the one assist. What was the best thing about your time at the club and playing for HFC? Um, I think it was just the, the case of it being a local team. Obviously, I'd been out the, been out the professional game from, from being young and dropping into the non-league scene and, and battling my way back from injuries and I was just so grateful of them obviously taking the chance on us to, to give us the opportunity to become a pro mm. um, I'd been to some big big clubs on trial and luckily for me I, I'd done well at all them places and, and managed to I had a headache on my hands really and it was a case of when pools came in it was came around one of my ex-managers Mr Paul Baker mm-hmm. um, who kind of gave us the advice and said listen get your feet in the ground in, in this club it's a local club mm-hmm. you can go in and do well and I think that was just it's just everything about it that took a chance on us and obviously I'm quite happy with with how it went yeah definitely and to follow on from that what is it like playing for a club like Hartlepool United I mean I don't think I'm being biased in terms of it comes with a certain expectation from the fans yeah I mean the they just demand they just demand effort mm. demand effort and hard work like the, the the best thing about the pools fans is they can accept defeat mm. they the will they will accept defeat as long as they see the lads on the pitch given the role mm. but what they won't see is just people going through the motions and, and passing games by which I think that was one of the elements where the fans kind of took to me because they knew when I was on the pitch and given the opportunity like I'd graft as much as possible mm. And, mm. and do the best I could yeah, no, 100% agree with that. Surely one of the highlights for you was that great escape game against Exeter City when we won 2-1 and you scored in that game that secured our survival for that season. What can you remember about that? What did it feel like when you put the ball in the back of the net and the scenes afterwards, if you can talk that through for us? 
I just remember everything building up to that. Um, if, if you can remember, it started off in the January where I was on a I was on a like a personal run yeah. where I was doing very very well and they managed to be. I, I did well enough where I, w- I was getting interest from from teams like Portsmouth and Chesterfield mm. and stuff in the January. Mm. Um, and it was just a case of Ronnie Moore pulled us into the office one time and kind of said, "Listen, just get your head down and keep keep literally grafting the way you're grafting and." And who knows what will happen? And then, unfortunately, I got that that ankle break at um, Tramia. Yeah. That put us out at the worst possible time. Mm. Um, so it was leading up to that. I had to go through all the the training with Buster and stuff, and he he promised that he would get us back before the end of the season. Yeah. So I, I grafted and grafted behind the scenes, like as hard as it was, and we had that unbelievable run in March where we managed to go unbeaten um, and, and clawed back a few points and. When it was like it was the third last game of the season when I, I came on for five minutes at York and mm. Buster promised us and promised us that he'd get us back in time and I had a bit of a, a mini pre-season so I remember Ronnie Moore pulling us in the office on the Friday um, the night before the Exeter game like mm-hmm. after training he just said listen he was like you're going straight back in yeah he was like I know you you probably don't feel fit and you don't feel sharp but he was like someone can be a hero tomorrow mm. um and he says there's nothing there's no reason why you it can't be you yeah so I think I just remember everything he said and going home that night and like I didn't tell my mum and dad that I was starting or anything I just said like I was in the squad but I didn't tell anyone I kept mm. myself to myself and then I, um, I got up on the morning of the game and went for like a big walk and stuff with my headphones and that in and I just remember the game starting and I just thought like I'm going to do every single thing that I possibly can to make sure we win this game and yeah everything kind of worked out perfectly but I remember I probably in that game I probably should have had a hat race so I was was disappointed in the end only to come away with one yeah yeah I I remember that game extremely well I couldn't I couldn't concentrate at school I couldn't concentrate with anything it was just because it was such a long a long climb back because we fell so far behind but I'll never forget that that game against uh, Exeter when you and Jordan Hugill scored the memories yeah. that, that that provided us with. Can you tell us more, some more about the, the the whole season, what it was like, and how it was to play under under Ronnie Moore a bit more? Well, it it, it, it was a bit of a bit of a surreal time. Obviously, I came in um, at, at, a, at a weird at a weird time, so I was quite a, a loud, bubbly character, mm. like anyways, and I just thought I'd put my stamp on the change room as best I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't going to go in there and be like a shy lad. And, back away from things so I think I obviously got on with a lot of the squad pretty much straight away um, and I was always positive and bubbly and blah 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 like bouncing around every day and mm. at first it was a bit of doom and gloom you know what I mean it was it was a bit like hard going into training every day because yeah. the, the mood was really really down the, there wasn't much fun it was it was kind of like lads were just getting used to just losing every week so mm. I think when obviously Ronnie came in he kind of put the discipline down straight away and kind of said if really if, if any of you just don't want to be here you just can, you just, the doors open you just can go yeah um, I remember about I think we trained for three or four days and he pulled us into his office again and with Sam and he said he was like you've got something that I like mm. so it gave us a bit of confidence whereas like obviously the manager before had signed us and then the new manager's come in and he, he's told us he likes us so yeah it was a case of I think I got that little bit of a boost again from him 
Um, and then it would just be the way he, he, he was hard on me. To, to, but now when, when he left, I realised like why he was hard on me. Yeah. Like he would, he would call us, I've said it before, he would call us dog and duck. Mm. He'd never call us by my proper name or anything. He'd never call us Scotty or whatever. Like He'd have a laugh and joke with us, but he'd always call us dog and duck. Mm. But now when he left, I realised why he was doing that because he, he knew by like getting us angry and pissing us off was how you got the best out of us. Yeah. Um. So it was a case of I just learned so much from him and I, and I just liked the, the old school, no-nonsense approach where mm-hmm. it was... It was his way or yeah. no way. Yeah. And everyone had to graft. Everyone had to chip in. If you were outside the squad, he still liked you around. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't like exclude anyone, and he, he kept everyone as a group. Yeah. Um. He, he took a step back in the training scenario, and obviously let Sam, Sam Collins take take training and whatnot, and he mm-hmm. just oversee things. But when it came to the big decisions, he was he was the man for the job, really. Yeah. Can you get? Can you give us any? Um a bit of insight into what the belief was like when it started to get real that we could we could we could survive and uh, what the squad was like what the atmosphere was being like in and around the team uh, well i used to get the i used to get the mickey taken out around the christmas time i used to get the mick taken out of us all the time obviously right. we'd be we'd be Cheltenham and stuff and managed to get into the to the FA cup round 3 where where we drew derby and stuff so mm. I used to always get the mickey taken out of us because I'd have a laugh and joke around the changing room and I'd be like, we won't go down. Like, we'll not go down. I'm telling yeah. you now we're going to survive. And I'd be like the daft lad who would kind of say like, ah, don't worry, I'll, I'll keep you up. Like, mm. And it just became like a bit of a running joke where it's, some lads would kind of think like, nah, he's, he's off his head, this one. And then mm. we had loan players and stuff coming in left, right and centre. And I think once the manager got the loan players right with the experience of like Murph coming in and obviously... Tisha Bola was a, mm, a good mm. success and like George came in alongside me which is obviously one of my friends and then you had like Marlon's bit of experience where yeah. you try and like motivate lads um, yeah. and I think around like after Christmas when we went on that little unbeaten run and we got through the FA Cup um, obviously we lost on penalties to Sheffield United mm. and I think just you've seen the mood change like after a little couple of wins in January against like Plymouth, the teams that were fighting at the top, yeah, I think the manager kind of said, "Look, these are battering teams that are like fourteen and fifteen places above you with ease." Mm. He was like, "You're winning games." He was like, "These are a good team. You've just got to cut out the mistakes and mm. have a bit of of confidence and belief about you to to go on and, and win games." So, I think after them few little wins in January, the the place started living up and all the laughing and joking and the training and stuff obviously the tempo and everything went up um, players started coming into form and it was you just seen the whole shift the whole shift of everything mm. just kind of start going in our favour a little bit yeah what what would you say um, it was the best game that you played in, in your time at the club um, oh, obviously the Exeter one is something that's always going to stick out mm. to the top of my head Um. But I always remember my first game at Portsmouth. Yeah. Just because that was the, it was like a big day. Like all my family and stuff came, and it it was a ground that I'd watched growing up, like with all the Prem players and mm. the, obviously the noise, the the crowd, the stadium, um, seeing people like Sir Terry Henry and stuff on the wall. Yeah. Like going out of the going out of the tunnel like just the the old pictures of Harry Redknapp Jermaine Defoe Peter Crouch all the old like massive massive players that had mm, kind of played mm. for that club 
yeah. and then to find them in League Two was it's a bit of a, a bit of an eye opener, which yeah. is how hard football can go either way. So I just remember that game, and I I think my first game down there were I think we lost three nil, but I actually played very very well, mm. and I, I remember getting praised by by their manager at the time, and and even our manager Ronnie was like on the Monday he was like he was like listen he was like you did everything you could on Monday mm. so I just I always remember that that stuck in my head like getting praise from a, an opposing manager and it, it was yeah. like funny because obviously they were the ones that kind of came in for us in that January at that yeah, time yeah so nearly the end now but do you still follow how the club is getting on I know I've seen you at a pr- couple of pre-season games before yeah it's still a, it's still a it's still a massive club for me I mean I, I got down quite a lot when I did leave to go to York I, I did get down quite a lot to watch the because obviously like I had good friends there Carl Magny is a really good friend and mm. obviously he got the captain's armband when, when I moved on and I'd come down as much as I could like to see everyone and yeah. I was there the day obviously we, we kind of got relegated into the National League which mm. I was I was probably just as good as the lads on the pitch so mm. whenever I do get the chance I, I come down even the midweek games if, if I'm around I can try and get down and see everyone I've still got loads of friends at the club so it's a club that means a lot to us yeah, you can you can definitely tell that when when speaking to you. So that leads us on to the finally the big question: Would you like to return to pools one day in the future? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's always it's always something I've thought about um, non-stop. And I'm not going to lie, I, I've been close. I've been close on a few times mm. to, to to coming back at, at different times, and and things have things haven't worked out or things have changed at the last minute, which has been a bit gutting for me mm. and probably obviously gutting for the club thinking that things were kind of done but yeah. it's always something that's stuck in stuck in my head and I'd, I'd just love to I'd love to finish there one day you know what I mean like mm. come back and even if it was if the Arsenal National League if if I could do, do what I could again to maybe get them out of that league and yeah. back into where they belong you know what I mean it would it would be a, the tip of the iceberg to kind of go on with a list of memories that I've already got yeah, well, thanks Thanks very much for uh, coming on today, uh, Scott, to speak about your time at the club and all things associated with pools. I'm sure it will be really popular with the fans and I know that you still are popular amongst many, so thanks very much for that. Not a problem, mate, any time. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.